Howdy folks, I'm Nim Jickles and this is the Ain't That A Bitch Podcast, episode 2, second official episode. I'm joined here today with uh, Sean, Hello. Sean Higgerud, am I saying that right? Yeah, close enough. Alright, close enough. Um, so he's here today in lieu of Aiden because he's taking his laptop into the shop, so fuck him, we're gonna keep going without him anyways, and so we have Sean here as replacement broadcast as well as our special guest appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Sean, this is your chance. Go ahead. You can introduce yourself and plug any social media or anything that you <laughs> would like people to know about you. Uh, I guess, hello, I'm Sean. I don't think, I don't know, I'm not that interesting of a person. Very um, good. Very good. Yeah. That leaves me in the top spot. Yeah. All right. Great. Glad we got that out of the way. Okay, do you have anything you want to talk about oh yeah so for sure um so those of you who have listened to the first episode you'll have recognized and just by the title of this podcast it's uh this is not a this is a rather negative show um there's a lot it's just basically since it is the manifestation of my constant internal monologue it's just a constant stream of uh anger and sad and cry so I thought that today to mix it up, you know, we're going to switch it up a bit and start off with some good news that uh, I recently discovered uh, while browsing the internet. How did I, I really, I don't remember at all how I found this, but uh, somehow going down the rabbit hole of the internet, I discovered that they're making a Magic Treehouse movie. Oh. Yeah. You know the Magic Treehouse series? Yeah. Okay. Everyone does except Andre for some reason. I think I was actually in Spanish class when I found this out, uh, because, you know, what else are you going to do in Spanish class other than browse the internet for... But, so, um, I think it's Lionsgate bought the, uh, got the rights to make, from Random House to make a a movie of the Magic Treehouse series, but this was in, like, 2016, so, like, I have no idea when they're actually going to get around to making it, but I want to see this so bad now... Like, Magic Treehouse series, if any of you are out there are, like, entrees and don't know what it is, like, fuck you. Um, this It's a f- absolutely fantastic. That's, like, the entirety of my childhood is right there. Like, almost everything, I, I learned so much from that that I didn't actually learn. Okay, like, do you remember the, uh, do you remember the one where they're on the submarine? I actually don't. Uh, I've read, like almost all of them i have not read all of bro, them bro there's so many she's just like yeah. keeps writing my other question is when are, they got to make this movie cuz like when is mary pope osborne going to die she's like 90 or something is she i don't know she looks have you seen her pictures like on the books though she, her hair is completely white she's so old yeah like i swear, she's going to keel over and die at any point so they got to like just hurry up and make the movie but she wrote so many of those books but there's the one where they're on the submarine and it's like that's like the first time i ever heard of a submarine and like so when they describe it as like a large metal bubble that uh was very confusing to me and then when like jack uh finds like the ship's log he finds the submarine's log right like obviously like a log book right but it's like a digital log and he's like Jack activated the log and found the ship's log and found all the information about what happened. And that's how they found out that the submarine had a leak in it. And they, yeah, they were like 30,000 feet below sea level and like just found out that there was a fucking leak on the submarine. Um, but I was like, the entire time I was like, how the fuck did Jack access audio files on a log? Because I just thought, I just saw the wood. Like I just saw like a tree trunk 
in the submarine because I had no idea what a log was at the time. It was like the first time I heard the word log. The first time I heard the word medallion in the first one when Annie keeps saying, it's a metal, and Jack's like, fuck you, it's a medallion. <laughs> Those characters are the best. Oh, my God. I I listened to the audiobooks was the first thing. Um, they had audiobooks in, at the library that I used to go to when I was in the States. Uh, my uh, We would just, like, put those on. Dude, CDs. They still use CDs at that time, man. And I played it on, like, there was literally, we had a CD player exclusively for playing CDs. And we, I would, like, go to sleep with the sound of, like, Jack and Annie screwing around and, like, dying every night. But, fuck, man. The the third one, The Mummies in the Morning, that scared the shit out of me. Oh, oh yeah. Right? I, that I, was I a nightmare. Remember. My God. Okay, and in the audiobook, the whole thing is read by Mary Pope Osborne. The whole thing is read by this old grandmother. And then the part where, like, the ghost swoops in from in, in, when they're in the pyramid, she's going, Ooh! And, like, and this, like, six-year-old me is like, Shit! <laughs> get down, Jack! You're gonna get fucked up! <laughs> no, uh, I read the actual books. Um, oh, I wouldn't intellectual. Yeah, yeah. I have like a hundred on my bookshelf somewhere. Bro, the places I lived in, we didn't have like a room big enough to fit books and physical books, and until we moved to Canada, apartment gang. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I actually have to like see that, but apparently it's like when they're grown up. Or something, and it's something to do with Camelot and shit, dude. That's the first time I even heard about like the King Arthur legend with Camelot, and and she made uh, Morgan Le Fay like the good guy, and I was very confused when I found out that she was totally like a bad bitch in every other version of that story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely think Magic Tree House has also helped me with like geography. Like you know, they go to Africa. Yeah, I didn't know what Africa was. I was a dumb shit. Like. <laughs> it's actually fact. Remember the bitch turned herself into a mouse? I don't remember that. Bro, there was a whole mouse series of that. It's like, okay, I think there's the first four. The first four books were like just Jack and Annie, right? Yeah. Just like screwing around and they didn't know who Morgan Le Fay was, right? Okay, the first one is Dinosaurs Before Dawn. Yeah. Right? Definitely that's read that. Yeah, Annie gets Jack up in the middle of the fucking night to like go find a tree house. She probably thinks was like a storage for like cocaine or something, and I mean it's worth getting up in the middle of the night if it yeah, is. I mean, what else is in the Fish Creek Woods, Pennsylvania? That was the first time I heard of Pennsylvania and the last, as it were. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that was the dinosaurs, and like the ter- pterodactyl or something was like Morgan. Le- uh, yeah, it was like Morgan's pal or something. And then, like, the second one was the night. The night at dawn. Bro, that was also the first time I heard a pun, probably. (laughs) Uh, The night at dawn. And the night, obviously, was, like, the friend. And then the third one, I think, was... The third one was The Mummies in the Morning, which spooked the shit out of me. Who was the help in that? Oh, I have no clue. That was scary as hell. Like, Jack got lost in there or some shit, and, like, lights just started turning on, and he followed those to get out of the maze. Dude, he was literally... Okay, if you have to think of it in the context of, like, now what pyramids actually were versus, like, how she wrote it for a children's story. Those were literally tombs, okay? So, first of all, you're in a grave. Yep. A giant stone grave. Yep. And then he, like, he's, like, reading in the books, like... 
All ancient pyramids, the ancient Egyptian pyramids, were often designed as mazes to trap grave robbers. It's like, read as, these things were literally made to kill anyone who came and tried to steal shit out of them. You're, yeah. all, you're intruding in here. Plus, magic is real in this world. So, like, Jack could have gotten fucked up. Like, majorly. And that was scary as hell. But that was the third one. Mummies in the morning and, like, some spooky ghost lights were their friends. Dude, I learned about hieroglyphs in that one. The folded towel. It's the folded towel glyph. I didn't fucking know what a folded towel was. Um, and, and then the fourth one was, I think, the dolphins dolphins at daybreak no pirates the fourth one was the pirates what was that called pirates past noon i think yeah why do i know this why do i know these dude and the fourth one bro the helper was polly it was fucking polly the parrot uh saved and and he was annoying as shit though i gotta be honest um but so then then the fifth one i don't remember having the fifth one fifth one they found out or like at the end of the fourth one or something they finally found out about morgan and stuff and so that was like the first four was like a set and then there was like and then that's the hundred yeah just like a bunch of random there was shit like, happens. but there was like five or something of like them just trying to find shit that had an m in it like they literally just found things that started with m your well, name isn't andrew no it's sean sean mom's stupid Oh, okay. She thought she thought Sean was Andre. Just big, big brain individual. Big white kid, all look the same. Yes. The Asian mother. Yes, very cool. So one of them's like East European, and the other one's also partially East European. So partially. There you go. I guess that's exactly. Andre's like Russian though, so it's not really the same. Yeah, he doesn't look East European. Like he is blonde hair. That's not a classic. What like what is Russian? Honestly, like you would never say a Russian person was an Asian, right? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, to be honest. No, not all. But what what continent is Russia part of? Both. Not well. That's proof of Eurasia, of course. Yeah. Russia is part of Eurasia, but without like counting Eurasia as a thing, it's definitely not part of Europe. It's Asia because Asia is the largest continent. Yeah. It's screwed up. It doesn't make any sense. Europeans are so white, so there's, like, literally no... But the thing is, I would say Russians are also white, so, like, I would say they're part of uh, Europe, you know? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever that there's, like, Asia and Europe are different things. The only things, like, there's no border at all. It just kind of crosses over. There's, like, no sea yeah. blocking it. There's literally just, like, a wall of, like, the terrorist Middle East countries that changes you from Europe to Asia. <laughs> Which, kind of think of it, would probably be a pretty good reason to change continents. Yeah. <laughs> I think most of them also got stuck with Asia, so. Asia, the discriminatory continent. I mean, We yeah. were talking about, um, so yeah, before we got interrupted by my brother, who was getting a haircut, um, we were talking about the magic trails. Yeah, there's like a bunch of them... Um, it made, it made like a chant at the end. It was, they turned into a ritualistic chant. I can't believe I remember all this, but there was, remember the ninjas one? Ninjas yeah. at night or something. And then there was the Amazon, afternoon on the Amazon. Yep. And the one on the moon, midnight on the moon. I don't Bro, know. midnight on the moon was intense. That was another one where it's like, like those stories got dark. I'm telling you, there was one point where like at, uh, started to mix Annie and Jack's name where Jack leaps like he moon jumps over a giant boulder 
and okay. he like and he has to land and he falls over when he lands and there's literally a point where he's like because you can't get up because he's wearing the spacesuit all the gear and it's like impossible to get yeah. up and this is real issues that like astronauts have is they always have to like pair up and stuff when they go out and he's literally just like thinking back to why i read in the book it's like i remember reading in the book it's like an astronaut who falls over on the moon is like, there's no one else out here. I'm in the vacuum of space. There's not a single person alive to help me get up. Like, he could have just laid there and died and withered away in his suit. Mary Pope Osborne, you were one dark author. But, so there was that, and there was, like, a few others. And, oh, there was there was the Ice Age one. Yeah, I, I and Yeah, and so basically it came to the end. The moon was the last one. And it came together, and they had all this crap, and they put it together, and they literally just said the names and cthulhu morgan lefay back from mouse form there's a mouse in every one of these stories i think it was five it was mango it was moon mango moonstone mammoth bone mouse is four it was four stories i guess she likes to do groups of four uh it's like it's like how sean learned to multiply to 64 is by minecraft exactly. groups of oh, eight okay Easy. uh no but honestly minecraft Spacks. has taught me like my like the eight times tables yeah, yeah exactly like, everything like and, like, I didn't even notice that. You actually showed me that. Because, like, of course, okay, it's so like 8 times 8 is 64. But then what's a stack of, like, eggs or snowballs? 16. Which is 8 times 2. It's like... 8 times 4. Uh, you said 16 times 2 equals 64. No, no, no. 8 times 2 is 16. Oh, yeah. And then 8 times 8 is 64. Yeah. I didn't realize that they were both multiples of 8. Like, that's crazy. I always knew, like, 16 is, like, a quarter of a stack of 64. It's, like, nuts. Yeah. And then I remember, uh, like, you would go even further, like, the true, uh, the biggest brain individuals, like, oh, of the course. grade eight, uh, the, like, eight-year-olds would be able to figure out that, like, two stacks was, uh, 128, and then, Whoa. like... <laughs> Who even counts past a stack, though, whenever, in my head, you're just like, I have two stacks of this. Yeah. Stack um, and a half. Can we, I can't believe the game Minecraft has made a stack into, like, a literal unit of measurement. Yeah. Um, like, who wouldn't say... Now, Now because of Minecraft, if I ever had 64 or something, I would absolutely say I have a stack of this. <laughs> I would. There's no other way to describe it. Or, like, 32 even. I'd be like, I have a half a stack. <laughs> I have a half a stack of my math average. Uh, <laughs> well, that's better than my math average, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Wow, facts. You're not even an IB, Sean. I'm not. How is this possible? Um, retarded. It's pretty simple, to be honest. That would explain it. Yeah. Well, anyways, where uh, where were we going with this? Uh, Magic Treehouse movies. Yeah. <laughs> I I literally have like so many things I still remember about that that just like stuck in my brain to the point where like even now it's like. If I were to hear that again, I would immediately have a PTSD flashback to it. And and what's great is that the memory of it is literally me like laying in my bed, staring up into the darkness at the ceiling. Because it was all because that was all from like the audiobooks that it hammered into my brain. Like the books were great. No, no shit. I read like the books, of course. But the whenever you when you hear something, I found it like really sticks in your mind. So yeah, um, I remember my dad used to read the books to me. Yeah. Uh, so I would also be staring 
mm-hmm. at the ceiling. Of course, like you do. You know, at 8.30 at yeah. night, which is pretty late for six-year-old me. Honestly, like, if you sized up, if you scaled up, like, a seven- or eight-year-old, you could probably, like, that made them look like an adult, but they had the brain of a seven- or eight-year-old when they're getting read to like when someone's reading a story to them you could probably mistake them for like having dementia or like being retarded we just what do we like we just be, stare they'd be better than the average driver is what i've noticed as well oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> more, more iq than the average driver on the road but like yeah. we just stare at things when whenever whenever you know the moments when you got your dad reading to you because it was always that you just like stare at the wall yeah or incessantly yeah, what do I, we think about? <laughs> do our minds just shut off? I think we so. We enter another dimension, the story realm. But yeah, those are good times. Yeah, no kidding. My dad read a big-ass book to me and my brother when we were kids. It was called, like, the something, the epic or something of Eric. And it was, like, one of those classic Viking tales. Hmm. And it was, like, it was this huge book. I don't even know where he got his hands on it. I don't know where it is now. Would in other so basically what that means is all that's left of it is like my shattered memories of it, and it's and it's a, a wild ride to try and remember that because honestly those the fairy tales that we have like a lot of them that got adapted to Disney movies are way more fucked up when you actually read the stories like the the uh, I think the Snow White witch was the one who like had to like dance with the burning shoes or something until she died or something at the end like they did some fuck oh, uh, I, I don't know the like the original version of like the Snow White story I've yeah. only heard like the original version of the Cinderella story oh like, yeah the sisters like Oh yeah, they straight up like cut off their feet. Like in the movie, it just like they just try and cram their foot. And they're like, "Oh, it bounces off the glass. Shoe bounced off my toes. Hee <laughs> hee, very funny." And but then no, the original yeah, and the story is just like chop chop. <laughs> and it was the stepmom who did it, of course, because they wanted to marry into the prince. Just like circumcise their toes. But uh, yeah, no, those are dark. The Little Mermaid fails in the end. She straight up dies. She turns into sea foam. And the witch gets to marry the dude. Um, honestly, a much better life lesson than, like, Disney just taught us, like, you know, make a deal with the devil and be pretty. And it won't matter if you're literally unable to speak. <laughs> um, but the but so, yeah, a lot of those stories, like those Brother Grimm stories and those um, uh, Hans Christian Andersen stories are dark as fuck. But the real ones is when you get out of, like, the, like, Western Europe. And you start getting into like the German fairy tales, and then, and then even more so with these Norse stories. Like the Norse mythology is like if you, (laughs) you know, Skyrim is where it's at. If you want to learn about Norse mythology, of course, or like read the Magnus Chase books. But if you ever actually read like the actual stories, it's pretty twisted stuff. So like this story was so it was about Eric because every Viking ever was named Eric. Yeah. And he goes on this voyage to find like the horizon basically like cuz you know the sun rises in the east sets in the west so he went he was basically going to sail west which is like the idea of how the US was found is everyone's always moving west. He's going to sail west until he found the end of the earth, right? Yeah. So Eric was the first flat earther and he took his uh crew of, you know, Argonauts and shit. Uh, actually, but uh, they went on this ship and they were basically going to sail to the end of the earth. And, but like, and so it's the classic like myth 
format of like they get on a boat they're have a destination and they run into a shit ton of like problems along the way but like i forgot so much of that book it was huge but like the stuff i remember is fucked up as hell like to read to it to read to a seven-year-old kid what was my dad thinking like there's basically a part where i'm pretty sure the embodiment of death captures them and like they get taken off their ship and when they when the guy wakes up basically all his crewmates and him are just piled up in a massive pile of naked human bodies like it's kind of it's one of those things that's like totally normal if you're a viking back in you know millennia ago it's just like oh yeah and then they were removed they lost their things their food their clothes and everything you know just all the basic things and it's like oh no that sucks because you're cold because you lost the shirt on your back but like now if you read that to a kid that's not what it means you're it's just a pile of naked men it's an entire mountain of them and not to mention the person they were captured by was like a witch or something or i don't remember there may have been two characters there may have just been one who was death and like the witch but and she had like this comb made of human finger bones or something and it was just it like it probably scarred me for life i don't even remember it and then of course the whole thing culminates in a game of chess between death and eric you know, like you do when you're yeah. a Viking. It's the Viking way. <laughs> Intellectuals they were, for sure. <laughs> uh, I actually didn't. My dad never read anything too startling to me. I think I was fortunate. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I my dad read The Hobbit to me. You know, Whoa. I found so sheltered. <laughs> no, but I still have, like, PTSD from something from my childhood. Probably Gollum. <laughs> Yeah, probably The Hobbit. That's pretty messed up, too. Uh, well, no, like, The Hobbit's just like The Lord of the Rings, but it's so censored that nothing that true. ever happens. That's true. Hobbit, I I did read The Hobbit, and, like, it's pretty entertaining. Like, it's uh, it's definitely a step above, like, the Harry Potter books or something, if you want to compare it to, like, another really well-known series, because, like, Tolkien definitely was more of, like, an intellectual when he wrote. He wasn't really writing to entertain, like, kids. He was writing because he was an absolute psychopath who just invents languages on the fly. Um, but then, like, I'm like, okay, so this is interesting at least, right? Things yeah. happen. It's a simple adventure story. It's it's a little short man and a wizard and a bunch of slightly taller short men, um, and they're going to get gold and kill a dragon. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah classic fairy tale stuff. And then I was like, okay, so... The next step is, of course, to read The Lord of the Rings. And I started, I got like two chapters into it, and I just put the book down and put it away for three years. It's just so, it's impossible to get through. I finally got through the first Lord of the Rings. And they're good books. Like, I have to be able to appreciate that they're just, it's good writing, but they're just so hard to get through. The English language that he uses is just at a level that I'm not yet ready for. <laughs> I couldn't I got through the first one finally and then I was like okay time to start the second one again put it down it's been like three years I'm gonna start it at some point but like remember when you used to do those reading tests in like second grade or something yeah. where yeah it's like you're reading level z that means you're reading at an eighth grade level you're a genius destined for greatness that's before we realized that there was like Asians in the world or in my case like 100% Asians yeah um they must have been reading at reading level like 11th grade what would <laughs> i don't think i'd like discovered asians until grade four uh 
Yeah, I was pretty culturally insensitive. Dang. I mean, I heard, to be fair, I hardly knew they existed, and I am one of them, partially. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> to be fair, that was probably my early schooling in the U.S., where there's just, like, the, where I was living in, like, a small town, nowhere-sville in uh, Michigan, where there's definitely not any oh, Asians yeah. who want to, like, go there because they're just sure. too much of intellectuals. This is what happens. When you get anywhere in life now, you just find more Asians. Like, yeah, it's like the best way to ruin your dreams is mm-hmm. to uh, pick, your, pick your goal, you know, right? you have to pick a good goal. And yeah. uh, then your goal in life, what you want to achieve. Yeah, and then you have to uh, type that into YouTube and then yeah. add done by a, a five-year-old Chinese girl. Exactly. And uh, perfect way to get out of all self-esteem. Or turn off your ad blocker and click on all those little links that lead to a uh, seven-year-old Asian girl is smarter than Einstein. Which always somehow ends in a question, even though you know they know. It's not true. But Well, as far as we know. Yeah, because everyone has an ad blocker, so there you go. But, oh my god, yeah, it's actually insan- insanity what is just happening now. You cannot get anywhere and do anything anymore without just being blocked by the guardians of, of education, which are just the Asians now. It's like... Yeah talk about a hero's journey it's like the trials to overcome slaughter as many chinese people as you can uh, you don't kill enough of them they take up all the seats in the good universities yeah i remember in grade three i was i, I thought i was a big brain individual <laughs> yeah. uh because everyone else in my class was kind of stupid to be perfectly honest they're kind of average which means they're kind of retarded yeah and so then in grade four i moved schools and then i met like you do uh asian people and uh, yep. that completely ruined all self-esteem i ever had to this day i'll do it yeah apparently the same thing happened to andre but whenever when he discovered asian people he got his first erection there's been a real thing going on yeah in spanish class uh someone has brought up that andre is into asians and it's just kind of stuck like that at this point because honestly you can't deny it yeah it's <laughs> And we don't know why, but uh, that's <laughs> evidently that is now Andre's thing, and he's pretty much stuck with that uh t- title until he can remove it somehow. I mean, it's better than feet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Baku would argue otherwise. Apparently, oh yeah, <laughs> oh what a guy. Uh, apparently, um, this kid who uh. His final year of high school now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he still goes goes golfing with uh, Bockwell. Bro. <laughs> uh, like. Get Isaac in on that shit. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he wants to go golfing with Bockwell, though. Could you do anything with Bockwell? I didn't realize he left the house. That's pretty amazing that he golfs, though. <laughs> do you think he secretly, like, got a happy Gilmore trigger where, like, whenever he goes golfing, he just hulks out and rages and just smashes the ball across the universe? Probably. <laughs> so, who? So you know a kid in high school who goes golfing with Bockwell? Yeah. That's pretty legendary. Great nine LA teacher. <laughs> this kid in high school was golfing with him on weekends. Shut up. Get out of here. Your phone's making noises at me. Um Well that's pretty that's pretty <laughs> wild, actually. I uh the only golfing I ever did was uh like miniature golf. <laughs> 
No. I remember I took a golf lessons once, which apparently don't yeah. exist. But I still yeah, no, they them. don't. I don't know. Yeah, that's the epitome of being white right there is inventing golf lessons. Yeah, so I took them once, even though they don't exist. And no. um, yeah, that's like the one time I've been golfing. I remember uh, the teacher got very angry at me because um, uh. He was trying to Sean, teach us. you're not supposed to beat your teammates. There's no teams in golf. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so he was teaching us how to putt, right? And so he put, like, this ball down on the green. And he was yeah. like, okay, hit it into the hole, right? And so I was pretty young at the time. So yeah. if I just smash it, there's right. a good chance it ends up in the hole. Of course. So I, like, wind up with the putter, mm-hmm. yeet it across the green, mm-hmm. and... It somehow, like, eight-year-old me somehow aimed it perfectly, and it goes in at, like, 40 miles an hour. And he's like, okay, that's a good example Jeez, of what you like to do. That's classic. Clearly, <clears throat> clearly you didn't play enough uh, Wii Golf because they would have taught you. You know, they would have straightened you out right away because whenever you hit it too hard in that, it goes like, have you ever done that in Wii Golf where you hit the, oh. just smash the ball and goes, <laughs> like your power bar just goes, Ooh, it like goes yeah. up. Yeah, and it goes, <laughs> and turns red and it's like, you fucked up. Yeah, uh, except with uh, the putter, it just always goes straight. doesn't go off to the side. Yeah. Uh, I totally forgot. Yeah, I had no idea what, the different the different uh, clubs did in golf when I first played uh, Wii Golf because again that's like the only time I ever played actual golf golf was in the Wii and I was like so I, I, I realized it took me a few games as well to discover that there even was other clubs and I was like well, I'm going to choose the one that looks the coolest, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> so when you're there using, like, your, on your first swing, you're using, like, the closest range club, and it's going, Burn! it's like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> you're killing me. Yeah, I remember um, my grandma used to play Wii Golf with me, <laughs> like, and um, she played a lot of golf in her day, being pretty white, you know? Yeah. And so... Yeah, she actually taught me how to play uh, Wii Golf pretty well, um, except for my sister, who was so fucking bad at Wii Golf. Uh, like, I see, yeah, I sense a trend with that with your sister. <laughs> with what? Uh, being fucking bad at things. <laughs> um, no, like, we used to do teams on Wii Golf, because... That it apparently exists, right? Oh, hey, I was right. Yeah. There we go. Well, it doesn't exist in real golf. Shut up. <laughs> Give me this one, Sean. <laughs> and um, so my brother and I would be on a team, and mm-hmm. then uh, my sister and my grandma would be on a team. And so somehow my grandma actually managed to be good at Wii Golf for like um, 85-year-old. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you really only need to move like three joints it's just kind of like a rotation thing but she has arthritis in all of those joints <laughs> honestly she could probably replace her hip with just like a swivel like <laughs> you could just put like a little she could turn into a, a cyborg and all she does is swivel her hip left and right and she could be like the best golf player ever it's all in the hip sonny <laughs> jesus hit the mic um yeah, so she would hit really well, and then it would be my sister's turn to hit mm-hmm. it, and she would be on the green, like, maybe yeah. 
five feet away from the horn. Yeah. And my sister would pull it like a nine iron and just fucking smack it as hard as she could. Uh, I mean, when you don't... Golf really didn't make sense as a Wii Sports game. Because, like, what kid even understands that? I mean, I can't have been the only one who just saw, like, that massive golf course that they laid out and digitized for you and be like... I bet I can get the ball to go in the river. <laughs> or like, let's see if I can hit that tree over there. <laughs> like, I had no idea. It's, just, it's, just, it's fun. It's just... Yeah. Um, I was actually very excited. Uh, several years ago, my copy of Wii Sports broke. Because, uh, you know, it doesn't mm. come in that proper disc That's case. right, yeah. Uh, so we used to just have this bin where we would toss all all the discs in, right? But they were all in their case. Like trash. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) They were all in uh, their case, right? So it was never a problem Mm -hmm. until one day Wii Sports ended up on the bottom. Oh, no. uh, Because it's in that little cardboard thing. You got a proper plastic case. This snapped in half. Oh, Jesus. Um, That's a tragedy. It is. But so you got another one? Yeah, five days ago, mm. when it's being recorded, uh, I bought a used copy on eBay, Bro. and it, it arrived five days ago, which was two days before it was supposed to arrive. Does it have all their scores on it? Uh, no, it's this. Your scores are saved. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Dang, that's pretty epic. Who would ever sell like that game? Honestly? I don't know. Is this guy from Regina who has like ten <laughs> copies of them? <laughs> Probably. No, that, that's actually what. Oh wow. On eBay. <laughs> is that what he does? Is that like with tickets? He just like buys them and resells them or something? <laughs> like when the game first came out, he just bought. Doesn't it come with the Wii or something? Yeah, it did. So he just bought, like, 10 Wii so he could have Wii Sports? I don't know. He's like, mm, this game's going to be good. How do you good. get more than one of those? I guess you can buy it as well. Yeah. Wait, if you bought it, would it come in, like, the actual case? I don't know. Well, that's one of life's crazy mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> does Wii Sports come in the case or does it always come in that sleeve? Man, well, that's sad, but at least you got another one. See, if you go see my Wii setup, it's impeccable. You got the discs in those little sleeves. You have them on the top shelf. We have a whole shelving unit, you know? And so the bottom shelves, we have it organized. Of In the way back is the games that we have finished and never want to play again, you know? Yeah. And then on, like, the side is the games that we haven't finished and probably won't ever finish but like if we're out of stuff to do then we'll go and like finish those games you know amongst them standouts like lego lord of the rings and uh cars mater national <laughs> you know the golden ones and uh then in the middle you have or like right at the front front and center you got the ones that either we haven't finished and want to finish or that like you just never get enough of so you know the classics like we fit we music uh beatles rock band um what's <laughs> Uh, Jumpstart Pet Rescue. Boy, that was a fun one. Man, you can't imagine. You would go around this little world and you would solve educational riddles and you would unlock pets. Did, yeah. <laughs> did you ever play Poke Park uh, for the Wii? I didn't have like any Pokemon games forever. It's so, it was I was so sad about that. Like I didn't play any of the good po- uh, like Nintendo games. Like I didn't get Smash or Mario Kart. All I had I have the Wii Mario Kart, but I didn't have like a DS with good DS games. I had a DS. I had a DSi. I had a DSi. Oh so. yo, what? <laughs> well, Wait, for some reason, uh, 
my brother and I got a DSi XO. We even have the uh, big dick energy. Yeah, we have the limited edition one too. What the hell? But uh, my parents just for some reason bought my sister just a regular <laughs> DSi. <laughs> this is what I mean with the trend, Sean. Like, I see a repeating pattern. Also, I like how she's your twin. It's not even like a sister. Yeah. She's literally the exact same age as you, but yeah. you and your older brother got the matching one. Yes, yeah. uh, like we're two <laughs> minutes apart. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there's nothing else to it. That's actually pretty funny. Well, then at least you can probably rest assured now and, like, sleep soundly at night that you weren't the mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you weren't the unplanned one, Sean. It's okay. But that's that's nuts. I had, so, yeah, I had, like, the DSi when it came out, and, um, like, the games I had on it were crazy. It was... I had Lego Batman, oh, yeah. Lego Indiana Jones. Dude, I was so into the Lego games, and, like, honestly, I still am. It's, like, the greatest, the customizable characters. Oh, dude. yeah. Did you play Lego Star Wars, the complete saga? Of course. Yeah, that it's, was... like, the first game I ever, like, wanted to 100%, you know? Like, started yeah. me down that path. My The best thing about it was, like, my greatest rival, the person who was always, like, ahead of me and had more completion in that game guess who my dad <laughs> he was actually such a legend at that game you know grabbing the mini kits and the red bricks uh that game that game still holds up like the newer yeah. lego games have like better graphics and they started adding in like dialogue but that game still holds up so well yeah uh i tried speed running uh oh, yeah. lego star wars with my sister oh, a couple days ago we got through like two levels before <laughs> we uh both went off and like did our own thing wow uh but yeah, I mean, we got through those levels in like yeah. over the course of like ten minutes. That's, That's pretty good. Like basically, I remember the movie so much better through the scenes broken down in their Lego levels than like <laughs> actually watching the movies. Like I'll watch, go back and watch Phantom Menace, and I won't be like, "This is the epic fight where they play like you know with uh, this is the epic fight with Darth Maul." I'll be like, "This is that part in the Lego Star Wars game. This is that level that's like hard as shit where you have to jump on all those platforms. And when you free play it, you always free play it as Jar Jar because I swear to God, he jumps higher than the other." He does. He yeah, does, he right? Does. Yeah, yeah, he actually... Yeah. I knew it. I knew I wasn't crazy. Yeah, it's like his ability. That's amazing. Like, I love that game so much for those things. And, like, the... <laughs> and the red bricks, like, still hold up so well. The abilities, like, were so much better than that. Oh, yeah, the... The unlockable thing. Yeah, 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 those are like you should like turn everything into. Bro, ice. disarm troopers. It gave all the stormtroopers and clone troopers carrots instead of guns. Oh, I never used that, dude. Um, th- those were so good, and you could just get straight up invincibility. And they had the Lego yeah. ghosts. You could get ghost oh, yeah, Obi Wan yeah, and ghost Yoda and ghost Anakin. Dude, Yoda sucked though. Okay, like I would love to have played as Yoda, and then we unlocked him finally, and I bought him, and I start playing as him, and he just hobbles around like the old <laughs> shit he is. He doesn't move. It's so slow. It's unbearable. Always played Grievous, of course. Grievous and like uh, any of the bounty hunters. The, ban- the bounty hunters were the best. They got yeah. bombs. There's no what other Lego game has literally a mechanic where certain characters can just throw bombs, that explode things. Uh, the Indiana Jones one. The certain characters just have like. RPGs. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's facts. India, to be fair, Indiana Jones, like, I kind of get story-wise why you would make a Lego game out of it, but character-wise, because, like, to me, that's always been the appeal of Lego and Lego games and, like, just Lego in general is the minifigures. Yeah. Because there's just so many of them. Like, what characters are even in Indiana Jones? Like, first Indiana of all, they're Jones. all just... Yeah, there's Indiana Jones, like, whatever Floozy has with him for that movie, and uh, a miner, a Chinese miner, and, like, his grandpa who's probably the best character because he's got the like uh, an umbrella that's a gun or something yeah 
It's not, and then like everyone he fights is just like some basic bitch with like a pistol or something. Like the most interesting character in that was like the Indian dude with the sword, <laughs> or like the Arab guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that many characters. Lego Batman. Now that was that was actually pretty. That that was a pretty oh, good Lego game. As well. And uh, Lego Batman had the revolutionary split screen where when you <gasps> got further, Yo, opposed, yeah, yeah. That see that. That that's something it, that's underrated. I it think. melted you wee though, because you yeah, were fast. How much at once, <laughs> bro? Did you ever you know like Skylanders? Oh, I played so much Skylanders. Dude. I remember my dad would stop at Toys R Us after work every Yo, day. Yo, you know it, you know, it, and you yeah. see which new ones are out there, and like they they went crazy with. They had like the legendary ones or what was it? Legendary and mythical, the like gold and black ones. Oh, that was released with like the giant series, I think. Yeah. And then they just had like color swaps. They basically had shiny version. I have like the shiny equivalent of Ninjini. It's like called Scarlet Ninjini. Yeah, I remember that. Um, How would you ever collect all of those? Like that and that was original at the time. Then you got like amiibos, amiibos and Disney Infinity and stuff, but like Disney Infinity was such a scam to It was ab- yeah, it was totally rip off. Like I never got the game, but I knew friends who had it and it was literally just they saw uh Skylanders and were like, We're gonna steal that. <laughs> uh like some of the story in Disney Infinity was alright, but like the yeah. it was like, oh yeah, you can build whatever you want. Yeah. It's like there was a block limit of like ten <laughs> and there's some blocks yeah, counting. Get on my level in Minecraft. Yeah, and besides they already have like Kingdom Hearts, which is basically the same thing with it's like it's it's uh Star Wars uh Star Wars. Disney Infinity is just like Kingdom Hearts with Skylanders, like, yeah. basically. So but Skylanders was great. Up until Giants, basically. Uh, Giants? Swap Force was, like, doable, but... Giants was two. Swap Force was three. Yeah. Yeah. Up, so, like, up until Skylanders, Giants. Like, the first one, and then Giants, I liked. Oh. After that, I didn't know. Yeah, I agree with that. I got Swap Force, but, like, I didn't enjoy it nearly as much. Um, Skylanders, Giants, another one of those games, to me, still holds up, gameplay-wise. But, like, I went back and played it just for, like, the nostalgia of it. The graphics are on unbearably i could not imagine how bad they were it just it doesn't register when you're playing it for the first time right yeah anytime you play one of those old games like when you go back to it it's like my memories of this were not this bad at all yeah uh on the nintendo eShop, we bought uh, a donkey kong emulator for a <laughs> wii and um for the original donkey kong and i tried uh booting up this emulator on a wii a couple days ago uh and it just didn't work it like my Wii would just like kept flashing, like it would like it would display a frame. Uh, it would stop outputting a video signal. My TV would like display the no video signal, and then it would output another frame, no video signal, output another frame, and it was running, <laughs> is that running at like a solid frame every five seconds. It was hilarious. Honestly, honestly, all the problems with the Nintendo Wii were really what made it for me. You know, it's like yeah. it wouldn't be the Wii without the problems. Like, yeah, like. Unless the controllers, like, if the controllers worked perfectly, yeah. it wouldn't be any fun. The, yeah, that motion control's gotta be ganky. Like, it, and also, like, the best thing was uh, every time you want to, like, start playing it and you have no fucking clue how to, like, you gotta go to channel three, you gotta switch to AV, you gotta, like, set all, like, there was all this stuff that you had to do before, and it's like, there was yeah. a gaming channel before, and now it's just, like, you just boot it up, whatever you got, your PS4 or your Xbox. <laughs> yeah those are the days my man but um back to like talking back to skylanders giants uh the reason the like real reason i went back to play it was because like i i'll be honest i never even beat like swap force 
because I just like I never, never yeah I, I never really terrible. got into it um yeah like I liked being able to jump but going back to it didn't like add enough to it to like actually be a better game yeah but the but then I was like I really want to go back to Giants because even though I've like beat the game right mm-hmm First of all, the PvP in that was actually, or like, not really PvP, but like, you could, it was a split screen, you know, multiplayer. You PvP and swap voice, and that was actually pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. But like, um, do you remember, like, what to me is easily the best part of all of Skyliners Giants? And like, possibly, I, I actually don't know if this was in Spyro's Adventure, but yeah. Skystones. Do you remember Skystones? No. Bro, Skystones was the single greatest thing in probably the entire Skylander series. Like, okay, it was literally a card game within the Skylanders game. Oh, I know what you're talking right? about. Right? It oh. was. I completely forgot about it, and then just suddenly had this flashback to it, or I remembered it, and it all came rushing back to me, like in one of those, yeah, those like flashback scenes, just like Skystones. Like I remembered my all my victories against that dumbass pirate who kept thinking he could beat you, even though yeah. like he, his deck never got any better. But actually, that was so good. I don't even know. Yeah. Like, unironically, not even out of nostalgia. Like, that was just, like, the best mini game I've ever played within, like, one of those games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bro, I had all that. I had them in Human Shields and, like, the, the Cyclops guy and, like, the Arc... Uh, what are they called? Arconans? Archaean. Archaean Knights. <laughs> Archaean. Do <Dude>, that. <laughs> I had so many Skylanders and, like, I had so many hours in Skylanders, too. Like, I, of course, had a favorite Skylander. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, everyone. What was yours? Uh, Whirlwind, actually. Oh. Uh, my Whirlwind uh, model, one of the wings is broken off. That doesn't stop me <gasps> from loving it. Uh, it makes I it more special. Because I I even played enough Swap Force that uh, my Whirlwind is level 20. Which <laughs> yeah, is, uh, yeah. I think, I don't know, if Trap Team goes beyond level 20, it probably does. I don't know. I never got it, so. No, yeah. Uh, my uncle actually worked on Trap Team. Whoa. And, uh, yeah. You told me about that once, so. Yeah. Um, did I, he warn you before? I was like, I hate to tell you this, Sean, but yeah, these games are getting kind of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I'm getting paid to do this, but honestly. He's like, well, yeah. I don't enjoy it. There's a new Skylanders game coming out. This <laughs> is like, you know, I'm telling you, you get, like, you get to know earlier because you know when I work at Activision, you get yeah. the latest and greatest news. Um, but uh, it's kind of just a scam to get you to buy <laughs> the stupid like Pokeball ripoffs. Bro, that's actually crazy. Your uncle works at Activision, isn't that like Call of Duty as well? I don't really know. Do? Or... He works at uh, EA now. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, EA actually had some like pretty good games. Yeah. They just. Yeah, they just didn't handle the situation well where they just had really bad, like, publicity at, you know, with Battlefront 2. And then they didn't handle it well at all where they just basically kept doing the same thing. Yeah. Like, tried to cover it up, Um, which is a bad move on their part. But, I like, I legitimately enjoyed, like, the first Battlefront game. But even I never so, played it. Oh, well, I, yeah, no, I had it. And it's, like, it's fun. And, again, they, like, had a really good idea. But it just got, it was still at that point where, like, the multiplayer on that, um you start out with like the one gun and like you have to unlock all the rest by like putting in game hours or you know spending actual money on it and it's just like nobody wants to do that you start with like the shittiest gun i think in theory that's fine like you know like in a racing game you start with like a terrible car yeah and then um 
as you progress, you get, like, better cards. I think, sure. I think the problem stems from being able to spend, like, real right. money. Right, being able to do all those microtransactions. Or else, of course, the worst part is the alternative to spending money is like putting in hundreds of hours of gameplay like if it's yeah. like beat a mission if it's one of those games where like as annoying as it kind of is but still if it's one of those games where it's like you beat your first match you get like three achievements for that's like your first kill your first match win your first match and you get like a new gun for each one of those it's like then at least you're going somewhere but with this it was like i played a few online multiplayer games and it's just like you got jack shit. You're like one third of the way to level two. <laughs> it's like, well, okay, I'm just going to go back to beating the shit out of my brother as like Han Solo. I have to tell you right now, like the best part of that game is easily like the split screen multiplayer because you get to be whoever the hell you want. The hero battles are like by far the best thing is my brother and I, whenever we like throw that on, we go to indoor. Okay. okay. There's like the indoor base and then you do the hero battle my brother always chooses Empire. I always choose, uh, so I get left with Rebels, right? Yeah. I'm Han Solo. He's Emperor Palpatine. It's like a match made in heaven, honestly. <laughs> like, there's nothing better. <laughs> because basically, all the charm of that game is just like watching yourself fighting the other person. Of like Han Solo using his shoulder charge on like the Emperor Palpatine while he like drops a health token for himself. It's just nuts, and it's like, and it's goofy, which is like why I'm able to enjoy the game when EA starts to take itself like too seriously and legitimately expects you to like take them seriously when they're just like yep if you want to like unlock level two you gotta pay three dollars if you want to unlock character two you have to spend 400 hours playing the game it's like no i don't know i I can't get behind that um no i don't have much time in any ea games to be perfectly honest Mm -hmm. uh like i played a bit of uh nhl 08 but that's like the only uh ea game and that's when EA was actually good. Yeah. yeah. So. And then you came back and played it again every time they released a new one because so you could get the experience of the new game. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> you just got a higher res television. Yeah. Well, I only have 08. Um, mm-hmm. My uh, grandpa gave me his Xbox. My grandpa's a very interesting person. Uh, I Yeah, I think I heard something about that. Yeah, he leaves for Thailand in 11 days. For, Bro. like, the five five years in a row. He's absolutely a German nuclear scientist, right? No, he's Norwegian. He's absolutely a Norwegian nuclear scientist, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, He's an interesting guy. I mean, there's like, he's a fine person. He's just interesting, I guess is the best way to put it. Well, that's the best kind of family, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Good, but interesting. Yeah. Uh... And you see all those memes about, like, uh, it's like your grandpa telling racist jokes at the dinner table. Of course, table. yeah. Or, like, yeah. G- they laugh at your racist jokes. Yeah, uh, it became a problem when those uh, racist <laughs> jokes uh, extended to Facebook. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's where they go. Racist jokes on Facebook. They no, but get... then, yeah. <laughs> I know it became a problem. I'm sure Mark Zuckerberg was laughing along with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Facebook Facebook is kind of nuts. I don't really understand how like Zuckerberg got so rich off of that uh, off of Facebook because who even like who uses it? The demographic for that is so old. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's basically just for like 
boomers it's like to 50 be like, and up. this car has a standard. <laughs> Millennials can't drive. <laughs> Uh, no, it's yeah. It's honestly, I guess when it first came out, it was all that there was. Yeah, of course, like it easily crushed MySpace, and it was basically <laughs> home free from there. But then, as soon as you know, Instagram, Snapchat, well, Instagram's owned by Facebook. Now they are, but they yeah. weren't originally. Were they? Right? I thought they were. Oh, were they made by Facebook? I'm pretty sure. To I thought they bought the it. Generation. Really? Oh well, that would explain it. But I thought I thought they bought it. I don't know. To be honest, I'm not sure. I could look that up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah you can quick. fact check that, but really with all the other i mean actually yeah instagram makes that makes a lot of sense which i guess could basically explain all of it is mark zuckerberg either started instagram or saw instagram and like even before it was as big as it was recognized that that was going to be the thing because it it definitely is like without a doubt you know yeah like say what you will i i personally prefer a lot of the more impersonal uh social media like you know reddit uh but instagram is Definitely, I don't know. Instagram's probably leading the pack with, uh, in terms of like social media, right? Uh, yeah, I definitely think. Instagram. I think it probably has the most users. Yeah. Um, uh, um, Snapchat is coming back. I guess I thought Snapchat. I thought it basically died, but then apparently it came back. All I needed was that like gender swap filter. <laughs> that did it. And the face swap. Yeah. The face swap. <laughs> the fa- you and your cat. Yeah, the filters are pretty fun on that. Honestly, yeah. I don't understand what has been stopping any one of those like social media sites from literally just taking everything from one of the uh, from all the other ones and like c- conglomerating into like one super social media. Because I mean, I don't think it would work with like Reddit and Instagram. No, you're right, but like, I think. Like, there's no reason why Instagram, like, could not just completely take over Snapchat. Right, yeah. Instagram, Snapchat, and, like, what else even is there, really? There's, like, like WhatsApp. WhatsApp? How is WhatsApp, like, the most downloaded app? I don't know. I don't even know what WhatsApp is. Right, that one I don't get even less. It was, I think, again, it's like Facebook. It's when it did come out, it was, um, like, the only one of it that there was. was It's just a chat app. It's, like... You had your texting, and then that was the first app that was for texting. Yeah. Um, which is nice, you know, because you can do it with an inter- internet connection. Well, and there was, you uh, don't need a. There was like the Windows data. 94, uh, like, <laughs> instant <laughs> message. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, from what I'm aware, WhatsApp was just the only, uh, it was just purely for app, uh, for texting. It was, you yeah. Know, you make a group chat, I guess. There's that. And then there was WeChat for the, yep. the Asian version. That, didn't, that came out after everything else got banned in that country. <laughs> but, um, I'm amazed. Honestly, I'm amazed that, uh, WeChat hasn't been banned in retaliation in, like, the U.S. at this point. Yeah, it's made by Tencent, right? I, I don't really I, I know. I think it is. I can also fact check that. Okay. And, but, uh, Instagram was developed by Facebook. Okay. Like. So, well, okay, that makes sense then. See, I can understand that. But, um, yeah, even, yeah, the WhatsApp thing I really don't get because now I don't know anyone who has it, but I'm sure like yeah, every, okay, but I'm sure like every grandparent in the world has downloaded and still has it downloaded, but then no one uses it because every social media site that comes out now has the text, has yeah. like a, you know, a, a direct message and a, a group chat function. Even Reddit has uh, private messaging. But I mean, yeah, you don't follow No one uses it, no. But you, you can't. <laughs> I do follow one, but still not it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. WhatsApp. I don't get it. But, um, 
I was going somewhere with this. Oh yeah, it's all, I think it's honestly it's only I, I, the other thing I'm surprised about WeChat is like it hasn't been banned in the U.S. and it hasn't yet been used like by the Chinese government to uh, just like display Chinese propaganda. Like honestly, those stickers, like people go batshit crazy for those stickers. It's like a drug. I don't understand it. Like people just completely communicate via WeChat stickers at this point. Like if they're Asian and basic and. Um, <laughs> And it's amazing to me because they're just made by, like, artists. It's like fonts, you know? People yeah. just make them and then throw them up on there. How is the Chinese government not, like, paying people to, like, get inside of WeChat and make it so, like, all the sticker, like, packs that you can download, that, like, all the ones on, like, the front page of, like, whatever the sticker download thing are just, like, Chinese propaganda things? I mean, I don't use WeChat, so it definitely could be like that. And I <laughs> yeah, you would never know. But, no, but honestly, I... That's exactly something that, like, the Chinese government would do. It's crazy. Did I, um, I, I talked about it a little bit, but I never really got in depth with, I, I, I the last time I went to China, it, it changes so fast there because, you know, basically they shot from a third world country to a first world country, technically a second world country. Did I tell you about, like, what second world is? No, I actually don't. I actually, I got curious and, uh, decided to do some research one day and I found out second world countries are actually where uh, the like term first world and third world country was oh, actually coined uh, uh it's during world war Two, right uh during the cold war actually cold war. okay uh wait no world well end of world war Two, but it was because can you just keep that close please uh but the terms were created to literally define countries as either first world capitalist countries second world communist countries or third world neither and so it just so happened that, you know, most countries that were neither communist or capitalist were, like, the African yeah. African states are, like, really underdeveloped, uh, like, Middle Eastern or uh, Asian uh, countries. And so that's how we got third world to mean underdeveloped. And then after the Cold War, there was basically no communist states. So uh, second world got phased out. First world meant developed. Third world meant developing. So that's how we got to where we are yeah. now, but so... Well, I would say now you should use, like, third world as, like, not developed, right? So that's, like... Yeah. That's, uh, like... That's right, undeveloped. And then you have developing, but... And then you have developed. Right. But as it would turn out, first world just means capitalist, which is basically every yeah. developed country. But then China would have actually been a second world country. And now... Now, I mean, I consider them developed, but... The thing is that progression was so rapid from, like, the death of Mao to now has yeah. just been, like, it was in such a short amount of time. You know, people think it's crazy. Like, when I was born, there weren't any iPhones, and, like, now we're on 10 or 11 or whatever we're on. And, um, but the fact of it is, like, in my my mom's lifetime, China has gone from literally everyone wears the exact same clothes, and there's no professions other than farmer and factory worker to now they're taking every single like their children have invaded every other country and have taken all the best universities and cannot let anyone yeah. um right yeah so in, in china itself though like the people who stay there are either so old they already have like are established there yeah. or they are not educated and so when you go there you know there's billions and millions of people there more people than anywhere else on the earth and a shocking amount of those people are like you know missing limbs or like 
disabled in some way, and that's because they just can't leave the country. All the most educated people out of the country immediately. Um, but what's what's happening there? Yeah, it's nuts. I'm lucky enough I'm able to like go back and visit my uh, grandparents uh, pretty much once a year, every year. Yeah. Um, which is really great, but every single time I go, it's like when I go back to the states, literally nothing changes. Like my grandma got like a new armchair and a new uh, oven. Like the last time I visited, that's like the upgrading she's done. And then in China, like I went back, like my grandparents uh, had like three new apartments because they just like keep buying new apartments because uh, um, uh, 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 real estate is just skyrocketing constantly. So they just keep buying like more property and basically uh value wise they're getting richer and richer but they haven't sold any of them yet um and we went and visited like we we go to these places that are like villages that were literally villages like two years ago one place we went to and now it's while being still a village it also has like these four and a half star like hotels just getting thrown up and infrastructure is just building up everywhere it's like coastal cities that were like falling apart in like one year the government came in and we're just like this sucks fix that fix that fix that there's like potholes everywhere the like infrastructure is crumbling because you're building along like a seashore and it's like in a year they're just up and running like everything is brand new and like really good (laughs) like well made and really good looking but then other things change like super fast as well so like you know, if you talk about like the legal system, the way the government moves, because it's really still practically like a dictatorship. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, like the benefit of that is that shit can happen, right? Yeah. Shit gets done really quickly. So like if you, again, thinking about when I go back to the States, it's like, oh, they've added like, uh, now our neighborhood has more yield signs and less stop signs. And it's like, we go back to China, it's like, Again, every year, I managed to get back to China every single year. The time before the last time I went to China was, I went, it was China, and it was a place. And then the last time I went to China, it was China, it was a place, and also there was surveillance cameras on every single stoplight, which completely reduced crime, and white people were not allowed in any of the uh, hotels by the train station. Hmm. None of that was the case the last time I went, one year ago. In one year, they've managed to throw up in, like, even the smallest cities and towns. There's just, there's cameras everywhere. And none of that was the case before. And the hotels, they was actually a even more recent thing, which was, um, they were, when we went there, they happened to be having, like, some summit meeting in Beijing. Yeah. And, and recently before that, there was, like, a terrorist attack on one of the train stations. Um, and after that... They basically said the hotels, like, within a certain radius of train stations cannot accept foreign passports. You have to have a Chinese passport to stay there. So we literally could not find a place to sleep one night at, like, 1130. We're, like, walking around because, you you know, having to take taxis further and further away from the train station just to find a place that would legally allow us to stay. Like, they're not the ones discriminating against us. They want our business. Yeah. They're legally stopped from allowing anyone who's not Chinese into their hotel. It's absolutely ridiculous, absolutely insane. But they don't have a lot of crime. (laughs) I, I really, I cannot argue with the results. You know, the fact of the matter is it's practically dystopian at this point. But 
I mean, like, who needs basic human rights when you don't have a low right? crime rate? Why have freedom when you could have safety? Uh, I don't know. To As a place to visit, it's really not so bad because, you know, it's kind of like when we visited Greece and, like, when you visited yeah. Eastern Europe or, uh, like, a... Like Mediterranean countries and like underdeveloped. Uh, the only Mediterranean country I've been to is Greece as well. Yeah. Actually. Okay. Well, but so you have been there and you know what it's like. It's like to visit. Yeah. It's fantastic. The oh, food yeah. is great. The scenery is great. And then it's all pretty cheap as well. And everything is dirt cheap. If you live there, you know none of that matters because the infrastructure sucks and you can't afford yeah. anything, <laughs> even though it's super cheap. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, I spent about two weeks in Greece the time I went. Uh, we spent about a week in Athens and then mm-hmm. um, a week on... Uh, we My family uses a lot of home away. Um, so the first place we had was we were supposed to have this pretty bad apartment, but then uh, the woman who owns the apartment, uh, she accidentally double booked. So we got oh. upgraded for free to a better apartment. Dang. Love it when that happens. Yeah, it was only... <laughs> Yeah, it was just really nice. It's like first world problems. Yeah. I missed my flight, so I got upgraded to first class. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it wasn't our fault. I mean, we did miss our flight to Greece. That's a different story. (laughs) Yeah, I called it. But Um, anyways. Yeah, my dad left the headlights on the car on. (laughs) And so then then, uh, he calls his repair driver, and it's like like three floors underground in this parking a garage in like mm-hmm. downtown uh Belgium, like downtown Brussels in Belgium, and uh, this guy shows up in like this eighteen wheeler tow truck and to try and like jumpstart it. Like there's just no hope he's staying like down to the bottom of this fucking mm-hmm. garage. And so, um, yeah, what we should have done, and we tried doing this, was uh we should have just had like four out of the five of us take an Uber to the airport and uh. So that way, only one person missed yeah. the flight. Uh, we did that like five minutes too late, and so we all missed the flight. Uh, yeah. Um, and then we didn't get a flight upgraded. I think we were <laughs> supposed to fly on. Uh, I don't know what airline we were supposed to fly on. Oh no, we actually got upgraded. Sorry. Um, oh. we were supposed to fly on some. What do you know? Airline. I think yeah. Belgium. Or oh, those man. I, when I was flying around in Europe, we were flying like EasyJet or something. It was called. yeah. Belgium is a budget airline. It's, as yeah, well. it's ooh, it's interesting. Yeah. Definitely. But, I mean, we because we missed a flight, we mm-hmm. took a Lufthansa flight, so that mm-hmm. was alright. And yeah, I mean, Greece is really nice to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fantastic place to visit for sure. Yeah, and like stay a week. Live there. Yeah, I mean, like, you just... You're screwed. <laughs> yeah, you see a lot of people hanging around. And mm-hmm. you're like, well, it is nice to, you know, come here for a week and uh, get, like, really good food for, like, two euros. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, these people were really, realistically quite poor. And so they're, like, they're giving you the best service possible. For sure. To try and get your business. Yeah, it feels great to be providing, like, a month's salary to all these people that you visit. Yeah. but. Uh, yeah, it's a crazy difference. And so the same really is for China where it's not like their economy is terrible like that. But, um, when you go there, like you don't feel nearly as much of the pressure of 
being like held accountable for everything you do as I would imagine if you live there where it's like really if you step out of line you know you get Hong Kong basically <laughs> uh which essentially that was another thing that was not happening last time I visited so that's kicked up yeah I don't know that'll be interesting if I go and visit China again I guess I mean it's not really affecting the mainland yeah. as nearly as much but it is just an interesting thing to be going on just all the while well yeah you know, just stay off of uh, Reddit. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's blocked in China, anyways. Of right? course, yeah. yeah. What? Nothing isn't. <laughs> really. Yeah. Um. There's like Bing. Bing. Bing is allowed in China. Ooh. Interestingly enough, they can force safe search on on Bing. Oh. Yeah. Very interesting. Um. You can use their search engine, which is called Baidu. Yeah. And. For that, you literally have to do one of those capture uh, I'm not a robot tests every single time the f- page refreshes. So every search you make, you have to do like uh, I'm not a robot test and like find all the things. And it you can't get anywhere. It's nuts. Ba- just use a VPN is moral of the story. Yeah. How do, I don't know how people, again, Surely live be, in China. They must be blocking some of the larger VPNs by now. Right. I would assume they're trying to get around to it, but basically the whole point of the VPNs is like every time they get updated, they're supposed to be fixing that and getting yeah. past whatever they're doing. But who knows? At some point, they might be able to crack down on it and just stop them completely. But so far, they've worked for us. Yeah. Um, most most time. Yeah, as long as you keep them up to date, that's the thing. Yeah. It is basically just a war of escalation where yeah, China increases, improves its firewalls, and then the VPNs improve their bypassing of the firewalls. <laughs> Noid VPN sponsors more <laughs> YouTubers. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I don't know how we got around to this. Whoa. We got we got from uh Magic Treehouse to this censorship all in, in China. Yeah. To censorship in China. But um yeah, it's a very, very fun topic, of course. Uh, that's right. You reminded me of something, and I I'm gonna totally take it off course now. But you were talking about your missing the flight story, and yeah, and so you brought up headlights, and so you reminded me of an entirely different uh story to go on, which is I fucking hate um as a new driver in Calgary, as a new driver in a large city, you will. Uh, loathe the LED headlights. Oh, um, yeah. Um, my one of my car has LED headlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They are the enemy of the people. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I remember one time, uh, we were driving back from going skiing, and so we ski out that phony. It's like a three-hour drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're on Highway Five Twenty Two. So it's like. Um, one lane highway, um, yeah, small highway. Yeah, five twenty-two. It's it's a big number. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so yeah, like just everybody who comes by is like flashing their brights mm-hmm. at us to like remind us that we have our brights on. Because mm-hmm. I mean, there's no one on the highway for the most right. part. But I mean, no, it's just the LED headlights. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Every single time I can't get over, or like, you know, whoever my adult is in the car with me, uh, my mom or my dad is just like, do they have their brights on? No. It's like, are those their high beams? It's just the LEDs. It's actually, it's just cancer on wheels. And 
it's absolutely miserable because again as a new driver and as it would just you know as the way it works out the most of the times i'm driving because i i still only do like you know little trips to like the safeway and back but um i drive whenever you know it works happens to work out with my schedule and that just so happens to usually be late in the evening of like now with you know fall and winter setting in it's basically dark by that point by like 6 37 um and you know driving at night like that uh (laughs) with those leds on and like my you like when you drove over here sean you saw you know what that little road is like like we live in a crescent which is and and the turn is like you got your kind of bigger road onto a smaller road onto a smaller road which then curves around so that's like six turns that you're making in like the span of like 20 seconds yeah all of that one person coming down with like their leds on and i'm just like fuck it I'm, i don't even i give up i'm just you know i'm just gonna floor it and let jesus decide <laughs> honestly it's a nightmare and then like i was saying at the safeway which is like i go over there sometimes to the safeway but also it's just like a collection of lots with a bunch of businesses and stuff so whenever i go down to that area um getting into that parking lot is again an entirely new nightmare of like actually i hate parking so much to be perfectly honest like parking and i suck at it yeah (laughs) honestly yeah if i can get as far as parking like i'm just thankful because it's actually getting in isn't nearly so bad getting out of the parking lot is um though because of the way the street works it's like the highway of the one direction that way and the other direction and it's like the separated highway um with the whatever the island and so you got to go you can't just go out the way you come in in other words you have to go all the way through the parking lot and go left there and go across all the way onto the other direction right so big ass left turn which is like everyone's favorite thing to do yeah um and so what that entails is me like crossing past a bunch of people you know you have to wait for everyone who's going straight you have to wait for everyone who's turning uh right and then you get to go and then all the while you're doing that with like of course asshole drivers constantly like i had this one time where i was trying to go and it was the like worst situation of you know because you can never tell you always have to drive defensively right especially as a new driver it's like you just let them do whatever they want even if you're in the right and and they're like fucked up you just stop because i'm I'm driving with my dad and like uh, i've driven enough at this point that my dad's generally just on his phone when i'm driving like not (laughs) you know not always like um now I've hey he's not the one driving <laughs> exactly like uh, Andre's dad uses Andre yeah. as um oh I forget the name but like when you're out at that party and you have that one person who doesn't a uh, designated oh designated driver, driver yeah yeah, designated <laughs> yeah driver. Andre because he literally <laughs> legally cannot intake alcohol he gets to be the designated driver exactly it's pretty true I mean I I I like I I think it's a very good thing that we're not just gonna mention the fact that like you're the youngest person like probably the youngest out of like one of the youngest kids in our grade and have probably have the most driving experience yeah um i have a lot of driving experience for you know legally questionable reasons but um (laughs) well i mean i've definitely driven before i had my license but i mean to be fair you also kind of have to like yeah you have to practice but the thing is when i think it's on because on private property i think you can yeah on private uh, property Oh, like anything. So, yeah, you go to an empty parking lot, and that's the place to learn. 
Uh, That's what I did. My grandma would take me out to like a big stadium or something, and the parking lot was just always empty there. It's seasonal, so yeah. I um some of my family members own a farm, so I would drive a minivan up and down the driveway, which was like uh, a yeah. kilometer long, a couple times at like eight. <laughs> my uh, my cousins that I visit sometimes basically embody what to me is like the quintessential like white person learning how to be in the quote unquote real world oh. of like basically how she learned to drive is by driving her family's like golf cart up and down the road without like a <laughs> golf course nearby anywhere. It's li- it's like the the neighborhood that they're in is and uh my uncle's a doctor. So they live in this really lovely neighborhood with like the forest in the backyard basically yeah. kind of kind of thing and pretty much everyone who lives there has like a golf cart and they just drive that around as like their personal like buggy. And <laughs> and it's just insane of like I go to visit them and it's like would you like to take the golf cart out for a spin? And it's like <laughs> And my cousin, that's basically how she's going to learn how to drive, is, like, driving that around a golf cart. Not on a golf course, but just around, like, a suburban neighborhood. Yeah, uh, I, I just learned to drive at a uh, mall parking lot, probably mm-hmm. one of the best places to learn how to drive. Uh, with my older brother, my uh, dad let him drive home from the registry office uh, when he got his learners. Uh, no, it wasn't a good idea. No, nope, that's why he didn't sure. uh, let me do that or yeah. my sister do that. Uh, um, yeah. If you um ever get rural enough, you get to those country roads that mm-hmm. are have speed limit of eighty, and uh, these roads are fun to drive. Like, especially I believe it. Uh, I was driving out to this place where I played airsoft, right? And uh, so these roads have a speed limit of eighty. Uh, the shoulders are, like, really steep. Like, it's a three-foot ditch on either side. <laughs> and um, it's a speed limit of 80. And so on the way out there, my dad's going, like, 110 around these corners at a recommended speed of 60. Yeah. And, well, as you do. And, I mean, I was a bit concerned at first. And he's like, oh, <laughs> and he, like, clearly sees that I'm concerned. He's like, oh, no, 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 I grew up doing this. Yeah, it's completely you get used fine. To it. <laughs> you, yeah. you become numb to the G-force. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, so I drove on the way back from this <laughs> place, and I mean, he got mad at me when I hit 120 in the 80 zone, <laughs> but um, it's fun to drive. I bet, yeah. See, I wish I had those experiences. Like I said, literally my experience with driving is like a one kilometer trip of like 18 turns. Like, how do you even manage that? Yeah. It's these small roads. They're just the worst things in Calgary is trying to drive in, like, small neighborhoods, you know? Residential areas is just oh, yeah. but my navigating and ugh. I hate it how, like, the cars are, like, so tight together on mm-hmm. those residential roads. And when yeah, when they don't have, like, a, a line, a traffic line. Yeah. But it's a two, it's a two-person yeah. or it's a two-car road. And you're just yeah. expected to. And then people always park outside the front. Yeah. So, so it, like, it's so tight. I hate driving those so much. Yeah, it's a disaster. And then, you know, to bring a full circle, you do that, all that, and then someone comes out with their LED beams lasering you in the eyes. Just give up. I just give up. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The one problem with getting better at driving is, um, like, when I first learned to drive, it was Mm -hmm. just around the mall parking lot. Then I started going to the grocery store and back. And, um, but then one time, uh, I was basically driving... Um, way like across the entire city pretty much yeah. Um, and so you know you get to take these like 
highways, right, that are in the middle of the cities, right, with, like, five lanes on either side, um, yeah, they're just not fun to drive, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny when you think about it, but it, the reality of it is people who design roads did not design it to make driving fun. <laughs> Well, <laughs> like, and when you think, I mean, when you put it in those terms, it kind of seems like it would be obvious. But yeah, no, driving is not like a leisure experience. You, I mean, you might be a NASCAR, like a race car driver, and then you do it as a sport. But driving itself is just a task. It's a chore, and it's fun mm. when you first start doing it. But I think, like at this point, with your level of experience, you've gone to the point where you found like there are situations, like you said, if you get out out of the city, yeah. You can have fun with it, but basically anywhere you're trying to really get to in like under, you know, 40 minutes, like as so within the city, it's just a task. It's a chore. It's not, <laughs> it's not made to be fun. Oh yeah. And like, you have to be so remote for it to be fun. Like I went spelunking <laughs> yesterday. Oh. And, um, so we were still on like up one, uh, lane highways, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, like... As long as there's a line down the middle, you can't have any fun on the roads. That's one way to put it. Um, the, as long as the, the country roads, they have a speed limit of 80, right? Mm-hmm. As long as they're paved uh, and there's no line, that means the speed limit is really whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> like, because there's no one out there. Like, um, yeah, It's kind of like a bingo sheet. It's like whichever number that you end up getting, that's what you get to decide as your speed limit. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, and, you know, I found generally was that you have those like signs that are the recommended speed signs. Yeah. Like, like, depending on where you are, I find generally double those works pretty good. Of course. Um, yeah. Yeah, the recommended speed is like code for you know if you're gonna be doing something stupid like driving drunk or something, follow at least follow these speed limits. So like, if you do get arrested or like if you do get pulled over, you only get a ticket for one thing. But it's like, otherwise, you kind of do whatever you want. Yeah, and it's, I mean, they're mostly also for, like, uh, truck drivers. Like, yeah, heavy load, uh, wide load cars. Uh, honestly, my favorite thing about, like, not even just driving myself, but just on, like, a road trip or something, and you're, you know, when someone else is driving, you're just watching the road. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing is recognizing the parts where they were, uh, where the people who design the roads were people like where they were humans and you can see those parts where like in their brain they did a very human thing which is like the classic school kid thing of um this this technically is important and should be taken care of and like addressed but the chances of it being necessary are so remote i think i'll just overlook it and like call it a day and so what i mean is like the parts of where like you're on this highway or like you're on the interstate or something yeah and then, like, you turn off onto, like, a highway, and you're basically just driving across countryside, you know? Like, okay, you go over the occasional hill. And basically, there's almost never anyone on this, right? You will you can drive for miles and miles without uh, ever coming across anyone else. But if you do, you still need to have room for, like, the other person to come. And so you got these lines down the middle, right? And you know what all the lines mean. You got the solid lines, which mean you can't cross, and the dotted ones, which mean you can't. And then, of course, occasionally... It's these kinds of roads, uh, these huge long stretches of road where you'll get like the uh, the solid with the dotted, right? Yeah. Where, which means you can pass on one side. And so my favorite thing is seeing parts where 
um, there's like dotted on one side and it's solid on the other. And then like it'll go for and then it'll turn double solid for a bit and then like go dotted on the other side and then solid on the other. And it like switches. And like I like to think that these are points where they're thinking, you know, it's always possible that you're gonna get right to the part where you're not allowed to like cross over, but there's like a truck coming that literally can't like fit on the road. But because it's like a country road, like, what are you going to do? How are you going to stop them? And it's like, at this point, this person's going to need to pass, like, on this side, but legally won't be allowed to do it. And and then the person just thought, this is out in the middle of nowhere. It's not my problem. <laughs> They're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. Um. What's really bad is when people start uh, crossing over the solid lines. Mm-hmm. Um, we were driving through, Um. oh, what's it called? Uh, Rogers Pass uh, out in BC uh, earlier this summer and mm-hmm. on the Trans-Canada. So like, this is a very windy road. It's like uh, a 30% hill, which is very steep. Mm-hmm. It's not that steep. It's pretty steep. And For, I mean, yeah, if you're like a big truck or something. Yeah, so like, I mean, yeah, it's and it's a, it's a long hill. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like 10 kilometers of like 34%. Oh, yeah. Fun. Um, and you just get these like idiots just like and so like we actually were delayed by about an hour because there had been a fatality on the trans canada that day um but like they were playing well huh? yeah yeah so so then we get back on the road and then these like they're passing on the solid lines on this road that basically follows the organic shape mm-hmm. of a mountain yeah and it's like you can't see. you can't do that <laughs> i mean no yeah uh again that's what i mean yeah but countryside driving is really just it's like it's it's driver discretion you know you do whatever you want unless you crash it's kind of like the classic saying of you know it's not illegal if you don't get caught it's yeah you can drive however you want as long as you don't crash (laughs) yeah and like so when i was when my dad was driving out to this place Mm -hmm. um yeah so we we turn right off the main highway, and so now we're on this country road where you can go like 110, mm-hmm. even though it's 80. Um, and so, but there's this guy, right? It's like probably a 98, like, uh, Ram 1500. <laughs> and I think he was pulling like 14 hay bales up this like massively steep hill. And so, I mean, my dad does not want to wait for this guy. So, like, mm. this hill you can't see over the top at all. Um, but, I mean, there's this guy with this truck that can barely make it up this hill. So, I mean, my dad passes him on a solid line. And, you know, it's not really that much of a problem. Like, but, yeah, it's just interesting, I guess, to say the least. Yeah. Interesting. That pretty much sums up, like, all of driving. Uh, all all interesting. The fun situations in driving. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, that's great. Um... Thanks for joining us for this week's edition of the Nerd Nostalgia Podcast, sprinkled in with some uh, privileged... Like an old <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And like the uh, entitled white kids who get to travel to Europe and uh, drive yeah. podcast. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, ain't that a bitch. <laughs> <laughs>